You're listening to At The Mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. And welcome to another edition of At The Mic. I am your host, Keith Malinak. I recently spent some time with Jeff Fisher of Blaze TV. We affectionately refer to him as Jeffy. He and I discussed a lot of stuff recently, like uh, growing up in Michigan and how he lost a gig for something a microphone picked up at a football stadium. And even life on the farm. So let's get right to it. So much stuff to discuss with Jeffy on this week's edition of At The Mic. I love this guest. Today's guest, like any guest I've had before, pales in comparison. This guest cast a long shadow. Sorry, I couldn't resist. It'll be the only one. Uh, Jeff Fisher, uh, also known as Jeffy here on the Blaze Radio and TV Networks. Thanks for making time, man. I appreciate it. Anything for you and... At the mic. Yeah, anything? Anything. Oh, nice. Oh, this is anything at all. Fun conversation. Anything at all. All right, so let's start at the beginning. My okay. life is an open book for you and at the mic. Oh, yes. It's the first time I've heard the title, so oh, I'm going to continue to yeah. say it. And the, good, good. That way you won't forget it. So let's go back to uh, when you were born, back around Ooh. the um, Middle early, Ages, roughly. Early, uh, technically, it's early 1900s. Nice. Okay, cool. Technically. So you're young. You're younger than I thought. Yeah. Uh, where were you born? Because I know you're not going to tell me when you were born. I mean, you can't. This could be <laughs> groundbreaking. This, you want to put this podcast on the map? I've talked about it before. Then tell people uh, what year you were born. I I've talked about it before. Uh, Saginaw, Michigan. Okay. Uh, you know, if you look at if you look at a map, let's say I hold up my hand here as a map. This is Michigan. Yeah, well, Mitten. Saginaw's right here. Saginaw's right there. Oh, yeah. right in the little between the almost, webbing between almost the, the thumb, thumb and the finger. Almost there? the thumb. Okay. Yeah, almost the thumb. Okay. It's so, the tri- one of the one of the tri cities. Okay. So Saginaw I, Bay City, Midland. Uh huh. That's awesome. You know, you know the the famous thing about Midland is there's you know Midland, Michigan, and Midland, Texas, both Dow Chemical cities. Just a little tidbit for you there on the I Tri like Cities. Little, little tidbits. <laughs> well, I'm I'm trying to play detective here, and so I've Googled right now. Saginaw, Michigan, was founded in the year oh, of boy. 1819. That's when it was settled, but it was incorporated in 1857. So I'm going to say that that you're at least early founder. You're, so you're no more than 200 years old, right? Okay, right. we, we solved early we founders. solved that mystery. Me and the Indians, early founders. Oh wow, yeah. wow! Did they like yeah. to be called the Indians back then? Yes, or? they did. Wow. Yeah. So when did they change? Just the Indians. That's the, what I call them. Okay, yeah. very good, very good. So were you, you were born there. Were yeah, you I was raised born there. Uh, kind of. I mean, we lived out on a farm in uh, Tuscola County, uh, outside of Saginaw, when I was a little kid, and then we moved into the city, the big city of Saginaw, when I was about five. So you are familiar when you when you talk about farms and animals and stuff like that. You you've literally lived on a oh, farm. Oh yeah, That's oh awesome, yeah. Man. We we lived on a farm in my. I mean, my grandparents were you know were farmers, and my you know my mom's family were all farmers. Heck yeah. What were some of the uh, duties you had to do around a farm? You know that. Oh, I remember. Uh, we had, I mean, we had a chicken coop, and we had uh, you know the milk house for the cows Did being milked to, and holding. Well, milk the cow. They still actually had machines. Oh, okay. At that time, yeah, you just strap them onto the teats and uh, sucks the milk out into pipes into the cooler. I think the title of this show will be "Straps Them Onto the Teats." <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so farming is dangerous, you know. I was only a little kid. Okay, you know, I, was, I was a little kid. I mean, my, I just remember. Uh, I'll tell you a little farming story. I mean, Please. my my first word was always was tractor. No way. Yeah, That's first awesome. one was tractor. And uh, I can remember taking naps as a real little kid. Three and four years old, I stayed with my aunt and uncle, and my uncle would be out in the field tilling and plowing the field. And I would ride on the tractor with him until I fell asleep. And then he would just toss me to my aunt. He'd drive by and 
toss me down to my aunt and I go back inside. <laughs> just get this fat kid off of me. <laughs> I go back in the house. That's fun. That's fun. So, um, how long were you uh, on the farm? And uh, yeah, it was about five. But I mean, we they had you know my family had farms you know yeah. all the time when I was a kid. So we're growing up. But we moved into the city. Okay, so did you? We moved into the city. Oh, Keith, I mean, the city of Saginaw. See, that's correct. I think the mean streets of like the, literally the, the, the mean streets. Saginaw of- is the mean streets. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. I mean, Pat jokes around about his little uh, Helena, Montana, uh-huh. but. At one point, uh, Saginaw was like the murder capital of the country per capita. Oh my I mean, goodness! Yeah, we we knock them out, bro. <laughs> so when did you when did you escape with your life from Saginaw? I in my early twenties. In your early twenties, you know. See, are you figuring out some time now? No, you're no, no. Close to no, the birthday. I was, I was trying to figure out if you were if you meant the early 1920s. Yes, that's what I, I finally got. Okay, out, yeah. cool. So where did you go? Like, where, where did you go after you uh, left? Uh, I had Saginaw? an opportunity. I had an opportunity. I had to get out. Yeah, because there's enough. a lot. There's a I had lot. to get out. There were there were pending lawsuits and uh, warrants for my arrest. Because there's a lot of ground to cover between your childhood and what you do today. Which is, by the way, if you're not familiar, he is the host of another podcast called Chewing the Fat. So there's been a lot of living that you've done, and I want you to walk us through <laughs> all of the stops along the way. So you got out of Saginaw. I had to 20s. get out. at one point. I had to get out. Uh, due to, you know, as I said, pending lawsuits and warrants. And uh, it was either go to California or Florida. And uh, the person that I was going to go to California uh, and stay with to get started in California got arrested and uh, sent back to Michigan because the judge said, look, you can either go to jail or you can go into rehab and come back to Michigan. And he went to rehab and came back to Michigan. So I went to Florida. I decided, you know what? I'm going to go to Florida. How'd you pick Florida? Because I had some friends there. I was okay. got a place to live, a place to stay. Oh wow! That's hopped good. on a hopped on a bus and uh, rode to Florida. I mean, that was a fun drive too on the bus, by the way, because those were the days when uh, Greyhound and Trailways were separate companies. Uh-huh. And so I remember uh, Greyhound was on strike. Here's another another more more year time if you want to look back you're going to do the history. Greyhound was on strike, so I had to take Trailways, and so did everyone else riding the bus. I mean, oh, no. Trailways was two and three to a mule on those buses, oh, man. It was packed. No. It was a long ride from Saginaw, Michigan, to Tampa, Florida. Oh. Boy, straight down seventy five, probably. Oof, no, not really. Well, that would, you know, that'd be kind of oh, smart no. if you were a bus, oh, no. a bus company, wouldn't it? <laughs> Just take the interstate and take you right there. But no, they have other stops. Oh, they have other stops. You know, you have to stop brutal. in. Yeah, you have to stop in. You know, cities like Toledo and Memphis. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Yeah, it's it fun times. Sounds like a good Fun time. Times. Then they have the detour in Cincinnati where you have to wait for a bus at three o'clock in the morning because they're out of buses and it was full. Wow, it's fun. Anyway, that was a long time ago. You think you'd let it go by ago. now? No, I have not. No, okay, long time ago. And that was a time when I finally got there that I realized I, I almost got ripped off because my friend was supposed to pick me up and he wasn't there. Oh, and uh, oh, so I'm outside the station. I'm outside the bus station, and I know I've never been there. I just got my bus, got my got my stuff, and the taxi driver was like, "You need a ride?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, you know, I mean, my friend's not here." And he goes, "I'll take you. Where are you going?" And I told him I was going to uh, one of the beaches. They lived on uh, Madeira Beach in in Florida at the time. He goes, "I'll take you. I'll take you." And uh, I almost went with him, but I realized now that he would have taken me to Madeira Beach via, you know, Miami and brought me back around. There's no way he would have charged. You know, I would have, I would have never been, been. It wouldn't have been a straight shot. No. He was just waiting to take some dummy, you know, the long way. Oh, yeah. The long ride. Right. And, uh, you know, my friend finally showed up. Oh, sorry, man. Sorry I'm late. <laughs> Boy, that was a good start, huh? It was a real good start. Okay. I so- love Florida, though. I could go back there in a heartbeat. 
So my wife, not so much. Not so much. Okay. So let's talk about different jobs that you've held. A lot of jobs. I mean, uh, <laughs> whatever my, you want. My, uh, I mean, I don't I've have talked, a lot. Let, let, I've, let, I've let talked me, about it before. My first no, job. No, let me stop for a second. Let me stop for a second, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What I try to do is I try to get an idea of some stuff that people have have done. Okay, over the years. And so uh, just a whole bunch of questions. Just read the list. All right. Just a whole bunch of questions that I asked them in the email, right? About, yeah, yeah, about just, siblings and stuff ugh. like that and, and just places you've lived and stuff. I have never had someone be so difficult. Why do I need? I've already talked about, all, talked about all I've of already this. talked about all this stuff. You should just know. And I'm like, could you please, just please reply to the email? And so he comes back <laughs> with just like, uh, you know, like, uh, what do you like to do you know, for fun? Watch TV. You know? Okay. Um... What's uh, something people don't know about you? Actually, this is a funny one. My age. Yeah. Anyway, the only section that actually he took the time to lay out the jobs was all the jobs. Yeah. And I really appreciate that. So the cleaning of the horse stalls. Yeah, that was, was that up in Michigan? Yeah, that was one, that was my first job. I was like uh, 10 or 11. I worked for uh, Mr. Wallace, an old, an old World War II guy, World War I guy, because he still had his pigeons. He was really old at the time when I was a little kid. He still has kept his World War I pigeons above his garage, and he had uh, show ponies, show little little Shetland. They weren't Shetlands, though. I forget what they were called. They were little miniature show ponies, huh. and he kept them at the fairgrounds. And uh, he asked me, hey, you want to come out on Saturdays and uh, clean the horse stalls? And I'll, I'll always remember going to – he goes, make sure you ask your parents. So I go ask my dad, hey, Mr. Wallace wants me to you know work for him and go clean out horse stalls every Saturday for money. And my dad was like – Yes. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Now, think about this. Would you let your 11-year-old kid, today's world, go with an old man on his own Saturday mornings out to the fairgrounds in parentheses, uh, you know, to, to clean the horse stalls? And, you know, drive home. I mean, I don't know that I would do that today. I, I don't know how well I know this person. but I, That's what I mean. And never mind, never mind that your um, angle on this Dad, I don't want to clean up horse poop. Oh, it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. I was a job. I needed money. I'm yeah. a little kid, man. I'm looking for candy money. How was that? And uh, was, oh man, was that fun? Oh man. I mean, I, I'd oh, be like nothing ugh. like shoveling stalls and right. hosing them down and brushing the horses and then oh. bringing in new straw and wheelbarrowing all the old straw with horse poop in it out to the out to the manure pile. Yeah, it was fun. Oh. Fun, 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 fun. I don't. No, that it would be. Oh, it was great. So, okay, so so do you like working around horses and hey. working? No. Oh, man. Or did that ruin it for you? <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. So, when were you a uh, PA announcer for oh, football was, games? That was all through. I mean, almost all. I mean, I did a bunch of stuff. Predominantly, the PA stuff was right after high school, when I was working at a record store and a head shop at the same time. It was a it was a record store and a head shop. What, what's a head shop? Selling uh, drug paraphernalia, pipes. Oh, really? Scales. Wow, shows I need to get scales, out more. Scales, <laughs> cut. You know, we sold all. I mean, we sold all kinds of uh, albums and tapes and music, <laughs> along with a lot of paraphernalia. That is and, awesome. Uh, oh man! I, and I, at the end, I used, I was managing. Uh, I was managing one of the stores. The company that I worked for had like six stores, and uh, they. I used to. I mean, the d- big drug dealers of the town would come in and they'd buy their scales and their cut and wow. all their stuff. But he, the one guy, the biggest guy, he uh, did not want to be there when the store was open. So he he would always give me a tip to be there early in the morning nice, so that he could get his stuff when the store wasn't wow. open. That's and he would always leave an extra tip 
a tip. An extra tip. Uh, now, the tip mo- looked like... I was going like, to say, is it monetary? The tip looked like... Oh, no, here we go. ...a clear plastic <laughs> bag full of something. I don't know what it was. I don't know what it was because I, you know, I never tried it. It's baking soda. I never... Probably. Right? Could have been. I, ne- I don't know. I never opened it. And... <laughs> That is awesome. Well, good for you. I want to ask you. But I also was doing the PA work at that time, too. Uh-huh. And uh, I did that for a long time until uh, I did. And I, I've, again, these, I've, these I've talked about these stories before. But I mean, my the reason I stopped doing the PA work, because, uh, do you know, in now they have like little foot pedals where it turns the mic on and off. What? You know, when you're talking, you know, when you're talking into the uh, P, at the PA have, system, I'm, you know. I'm seriously not familiar. It's just a pedal or a hand button, you know. Yeah, the I mean, button. We have the butt, hand yeah, button, the but the foot pedal is just easy, so you, you always remember oh. to step on it when you talk. Oh, that's interesting. So, but we didn't have that. We just had a little switch on the mic on and off, you know. Uh-oh. So if you forget to turn that, oh, no. I've had issues with forgetting to turn the mic off <laughs> my entire broadcasting <laughs> career. So there was a, you know, there was a, uh, I'm up in the, I'm up in the box and we're, you know, first down in 10, you know, Arthur, Arthur Hale, you know, whatever. And a flag on the play and there's a, you know, the ref throws a flag and I'm like, I, my buddy and I used to do it, used to do the PA work and we, I don't forget how much we got paid. It was nothing. You know, we just did it for the heck of it and to have, you know, money to buy uh, baking, food. Baking yes, soda. baking soda. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, the flag gets called and I'm like, I, I, I you know, flag on the play. And I turned to my buddy. I'm like, I cannot believe he called the penalty on that. That is <laughs> unbelievable. And so you realize that the mic is on when you look down at the field and, and the referee, the, ref, know, the, the referee, the referee's, you know, stopping the clock and looking up at the booth, and the 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 stands down below you are all turning their oh, head up no. to the box. That was my last game at the PA box oh, no. for that team. Yeah, they, you know, Jeff, we're not gonna. Now, did you drop any words that (laughs) maybe little kids shouldn't hear? No, no, no. Oh, well, that's that's disappointing. Well, that's just fun. You're a fan. Yeah. You know? uh, They did not like me uh, questioning the referee from the PA box. Sure. (laughs) So the bathroom incident here at the Blaze that you referred to where you left your microphone on. And uh, I mean, it could have been much worse. Could have been. I'll say. But uh, you left your mic on for that. You left your mic on at the PA. Any other hot mic moments? Uh, uh, there was a time. There was one time comes to mind is uh, I was working for a country station, 1450 JB Country. No right. And uh, I just remember uh, doing something that was wrong. It was the weekend. I got, you know how I got that job? I walked up to the, I was looking for a job. And I walked up. I said, there's a radio station in town. It was a small town where my mother-in-law lived in Florida. And I said, I'm going to go see. I'm just going to go over there and talk to him. And when I walked up, there was one guy loading the van with equipment because they were going to you know, broadcast a, a local baseball game, and it was you know, remote. And I, and I walked up, and he was loading stuff, and I just started loading stuff with nice. him. And I said, hey, my name's Jeff Fisher. I was just you know, I'm looking for a job, whatever. And he's like, well, you know, I had a guy just quit. Huh. You can start next Saturday. Good time. And I was like, I'm in. Good for you. So he, of course, is there the next Saturday, and he's going through what needs to happen and everything on my shift. And I get done with one time, and I, I just, I lean back, and I'm like, I know, I know, I know, I should have freaking did this or whatever. And he's like, and he just walks into the room, shuts the mic off. Oh no. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. I'm like, yeah, you know. You know. You just got to remember to turn the mic on and off. It's an important thing. It is an important thing. It's an important thing in I, broadcasting. I'll say, as long as we're talking about hot mic moments, when I was in Charleston, South Carolina, I, I sat in the corner, a dark corner of the studio for the morning show, and the guy running the board was on the other side of, of me here, and then the host was in the studio. 
And I'll never forget, we were all talking, just, I don't even know what we were talking about, but this big roach, the palmetto bugs in South Carolina, oh, yeah, huge. big boys, crawls over my foot in this dark corner of the studio. I, of course, drop an obscenity. Yeah. And then I just calmly walk around over behind the board, hit the, del- the dump button. Good move. And mosey right back to my spot. Great move. Yeah. Uh, just don't make a big deal about it. Just just make, just great move. Walk over there and move on. So that's one time that I've been regrettable on air. Well, that has a You covered yourself, though. Yeah. I'm regrettable all the time. But that's the one time mm. that I dropped a, a, a bad word. The other uh, hot mic moment, I guess, for me would be it wasn't a microphone thing. It was my last day at a radio station in Omaha. And I was training the girl who's going to take this. Evening drive board operator shift, okay? And it was during recorded programming. I think it was during Hannity or Levin or something like that. And so... Michael Reagan yeah, back right. in those days. So I'm just showing I'm showing her how... Because the traffic, of course, is live, right? Always. Sure. And so we, were, we, we would record it here, and then we would... A few minutes later is when we would sure. air it, okay? And I was just showing her on the space bar, and just I'd start it, and I'd stop it, and I was just explaining, you know, you start, you stop, start, stop. Anyway... So this wasn't with reel-to-reels. No, it wasn't reel-to-reels. It was a computer. So I kept starting and stopping it. And it would say like, this is K-Car traffic. This is K-Car traffic. If this is K-Car traffic. And it went on probably two dozen times. All right. Over the show. Over like Hannity or whoever. (laughs) And the program director comes in there and goes, hey, Keith, uh, I know it's your last day, but could we maybe focus while we're training here? (laughs) Just slide the fader yeah. down a little bit. Yeah, It'd be yeah. nice. He Thank was, you. He was a good guy, but it was like uh, I was clearly a short timer. I point. do have a great uh, South Carolina uh, cockroach story, though. We, I went there for a uh, for a class on uh, Amber Alerts at one point at the University of South Carolina. We were there. Uh, we went there. For, it was some Amber Alert class that they were having at the university, and you know the station paid for it. It was program director uh-huh. stuff needed to know about it. And uh, the hotel I stayed in—that's the hotel that I was laying there sleeping, and I felt the bug crawl across me in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Holy cow! Yeah, I mean, I—you're awake. Mm-hmm. Right then, you're immediately awake. And I moved uh, tables and chairs and everything in that room until I found that son of a gun and killed it. What town were you in in this, South Carolina? This, well, that is in uh, Columbia, right? In Columbia, That's Columbia. Okay. That's the University of uh, University so, yeah. of South Carolina. Uh-huh. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it was it was this big monster cockroach, and I'm used to them. Right. I mean, I'm in, I'm from Florida. Yeah. I'm not. They're not uncommon. T- I got news for you. Right. Okay, they're not uncommon animals or bugs in the <laughs> southern states. Uh-huh. They're part of your life. Yep. But I hadn't had one crawl over me yet. Okay, so in my house in Charleston, I was sleeping on my back, and I felt, and I'm a light sleeper to begin with. And I felt a bug crawl <laughs> right across my face, across my nose, Jeffy. And before I got to the other side, I grabbed it out of a sleep. I reached over the other hand, and I could feel that little bug oh, yeah, in my hand. And you're like, oh, gosh, but I'm not letting him go because I want to know what the hell's happening right now. I turn on the light, and I take that SOB, and I throw it against the wall as hard as I can. And it was one of those nasty yeah, palmetto bugs. Yeah. And then one morning... Because you live this life, too. We get here so early in the mornings. You and I are here, and the sun doesn't come up for hours. Forever. So one morning, I'm show prepping for the morning show in Charleston, and I'm in my cubicle, in my cubby, you know, and uh, this palmetto bug just wanders by, like, hey, what's up, you know? And you're like, oh, no, this, oh, it's on now. 
So it crawls <laughs> underneath to the next cubby. I go over there and I greet it. And I step on it so hard, man. And I lift my foot up after stepping on it about five times. And it's like, that's all you got? And it keeps going to the uh, to the next oh, one. Oh, yeah. You can. Um, They're survivors. Yeah, yeah. I did it again. He kept going to the next one, kept going to the next one. He finally runs out of real estate, and I'm waiting over there with a big box of printer paper. Full <laughs> box of printer paper. I drop it on him. I jump up and down on the box of you printer paper. You will die. You will and, die. And, and that day, oh, it happened. You he finally died die. after running four cubby holes away. Uh, he finally met his match. <laughs> when, when, when I teamed up with the box of printer paper is when I finally got this guy dead. But these guys do not die. No, they do not. Okay. So Very difficult. You've had a, a long career. Oh, yeah, so then you know, I mean, then uh, as we uh, as we're going down the list, uh, then I moved to Florida and I needed a job. Yeah, and uh, I worked uh, I worked demolition. I worked. I ran a jackhammer. I don't think even think that's on the no, list. No demolition, it? jackhammer. Yeah, I ran a jackhammer. You got to be strong to be handling that we, thing. Myself, right? myself, and a guy from uh, where the heck was he from? He was a biker. Man, we shoot. I don't remember, but we were working uh, at the old VA hospital. They were they were refurbishing it all, but they were demolishing the original walls and everything except the main structure, the main foundation. So we would show up every day. And, uh, I mean, how I got that job is a weird place in itself. But uh, I ended up showing up every day, stringing a you know jackhammer up over the scaffolding every morning with my man, the biker. And uh, we just <laughs> knocked down walls all day long. That, that had jackhammer. fun. Kind of like yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun, except you're outside, you're up early every day, you're yeah. running a jackhammer. I remember... Uh, it was cold and rainy one morning, and the guy that was giving me a ride, you know, he's at the front door. Come on, we're late. We're late. You're late. <laughs> uh, this is not how I was going back to bed. <laughs> so I needed a job. This is where I, that's when I went, went into the grocery business. Okay. But, yeah, I got that job. I walked up, and uh, they, uh, they had day workers. And if you finally – if you got picked, then you could show up every day and work. Okay? But you had to get picked first. So the first day you show up, you don't get picked. That's just part of the deal. Huh. So you show up the next day, you finally get picked because people leave all the time. You know, the day workers, okay. they show up, they don't want to do it, they leave. And uh, the Does the amount of melatonin you have determine if you get picked or not? It didn't at that time. Okay. It didn't at that time. It may today. Uh-huh. I don't know that. I'm just curious. Uh, but I do know that he, the, uh, the, the head guy, he told me, go work with this other guy in some room in one of the buildings to tear it down. And that, that he was so lazy and didn't do any work. And the, the head guy, the foreman, was so mad at the end of the day. Because I tell you something, big boy, you do work like that again, you're not going to work here tomorrow after tomorrow. And so he put me to work with another with an old guy the next day. Okay. And I just, uh, you know, I just worked real hard and did a thing. Well, the old guy was the owner of the company from Alabama. Huh. And he loaned me money for shoes and boots because I was broke, man. I didn't have any money. I need, you know, I, mean, I needed a job. That's why I came to Florida. I needed a job. Yeah. And uh, he loaned me money. Where he was really a great guy. He, and I worked for him for quite a while until I, I mean, I just couldn't take it anymore. I had enough. He was a good man, though. He was the the owner of that Alabama construction company that took care of the demolition for the VA hospital in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. He was a good man. Good guy. Okay. Stop me if you have a good tale with any of these other store, uh, jobs you've had. <laughs> Selling compact cleaning systems. Oh, well, that was, yeah, that was how'd even that, before. That was in Michigan. How'd that go? Yeah, that was even, uh, not well. Uh-oh. Uh, I mean, I, it's, it's, the compact cleaning system is, some people would Sell say. Sell me on it, baby. Sell it, me. Some people would say that it's like a vacuum cleaner, but it really isn't. Mm. Because, Keith, what do you have in a vacuum? 
Uh, it sucks. A, a vac- no, just in, in a vacuum itself. What's in a vacuum? Nothing, right? I mean, okay. there's nothing in a yeah, vacuum. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what's happening when you try to sweep with your regular vacuum cleaner. Oh. But with the compact cleaning system, okay. we're creating a cleaning product that cleans. And let me show you the difference. Okay. And you'd show the people the difference. Yeah. And it worked. It was a great product. So. But it was you know really way too expensive. And oh. you know I sold maybe two. And uh, one was to my mom. Uh huh. <laughs> awesome, awesome. And uh, then I went to work for selling carpeting for a while, door to door. Okay. They would they had people that would call and say, "Hey, for a free gift, can we give you a demonstration as a free carpeting?" So you'd show up, and people expect you know want the free gift, but they're gonna you know you try to sell them carpeting, and uh, try to sell them carpeting and tile, and then you know they sit through the presentation. It's almost you know, and then they you know yes or no, and then they want the free gift, and the free gift is nothing i mean it's like a keychain yeah i mean it's a it's a little present that's you know could be anything the compact cleaning company get into business with a flooring company and you could demonstrate how the product works on this new carpet uh okay so you talked about the music store and the head shop tell me about your uh, life working at a grocery store i mean no offense but that seems like that would be a conflict of interest i Hmm? i'm why would it because food is so yummy days. not in those days <laughs> what do you mean not in those days those days all i, I didn't i just uh i lived on a number of other items other than food so <laughs> <laughs> well said so uh it was uh it was important to eat so i mean there were there may have been a number of boxes that got damaged that i could purchase at a cheaper price to take <laughs> home and eat no knowing that it was fresh uh-huh I had a radio station job, and one of the listeners who loved us worked for Nabisco. Okay. And when I got when I got fired from that job, uh, you know, I was out of work for a while. And he contacted me and said, "Dude, you need a job. I'll get you a job at Nabisco." Okay. And I was like, "Well, yeah, I need a job." So I, I went to work for Nabisco, and then uh, I was working part time. And you go to stores and you set up stuff and you order the goods, and then they deliver the goods and you put up put up the displays and you put them on the shelf. You know, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. And that was a part-time gig, and then they were going to give me a full-time job with Nabisco. I went to their big sales meeting, and they were all ready to give me all kinds of equipment to take home and have a full-time job. And my wife was, you know, at that time was uh, like, "Okay, good, you're getting, you know, you're back to work, you got a job." And I went to this meeting, and I sat in the back, and I told a couple of jokes during the meeting, and nobody laughed, and oh, nobody no. had a sense of humor. Oh, and no. At the end of the day, I'm like, I'm not working for these people. Yeah. I'm not doing it. And I can remember coming home and telling my wife, look, I'm not. It's not going to happen. I know we needed, you know, I know that we need extra money and we need, because she had a pretty good job at the time. And uh, so, I mean, it was okay that there wasn't a lot of income from me at the time. Okay. And, uh, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not working full time for these people. No, yeah. not going to happen. I where I'm going to go back. I, you know, I got a couple other radio station jobs. No, I'm going to go do that. Yeah. I worked there for I worked there for a while part time oh, in between oh. trying to get the radio station job, but it was just being full time with them. And, I got and you. Not, and just I just couldn't do it. Now I got you. So when did you get into radio? And before you answer that, have you always, from the moment you said the word tractor, had a <laughs> had a bo- yes. booming voice? Yeah, I mean, I I always I was always the you know the the uh the announcer at schools mm-hmm. you know i was part of the uh, audio visual club at I the bet, schools yeah. <laughs> you know one of the reasons that it's important to be part of the audio visual club at schools is because you get out of class oh. 
other classes need your assistance. So you, I, shoot, I knew the whole, I knew the whole school. You were scared. You I knew Jeffy scams. I, I knew all the teachers. I knew all the kids. I'd show up in class, set up all kinds of, you know, all kinds of uh, uh, movies, movies equipment and yeah. show equipments and overhead projectors and all that stuff. I'd, hey, what's happening? How you doing? Yeah, I'm here for you. And uh, ah, so I did all that. That's cool. And then I remember winning, uh, winning a, an album at a radio station. And I went, and I don't know how old, I mean, maybe a little kid, you know, I'm a little kid that I won an album. And uh, you couldn't, as a little kid, you're not winning that stuff today's world, right? I mean, the, I, I won the, the record, it was, you know, 10 o'clock at night or something, and I called him when the guy, hey, you won, all right, you come and get it. <laughs> and uh, I remember going to the radio station and picking up my album, and, you know, he goes, you want to look around? I was like, heck yeah, oh, I want to cool. look around. And I always had, you know... Always had the you know the wooden stick as a microphone. You're always doing all the announcing, okay. all that stuff. And I remember looking in the I I seriously can still see it looking into the into the radio booth. And the DJ had his back to me, and he's got a cigarette going and a cup of coffee. And there's turntables and the mic and the dials and the lights. And I'm like, Yep, that I want to do that. That right there. Yep. And uh, that, that that's cool. That was it. That's cool. So. Take me take me through your getting into radio. Up it's been to, a long time since there's been cigarettes and coffee around with the microphone or a turntable. Or yeah, yeah. So did you learn the first board I learned on? Yeah, it was the dials. It was the it was the big pots. Yeah, the big circles. I'm calling them dials, but yeah, yeah the big pots. Yeah, yeah. So instead of uh, uh, just you know faders the, up the and sliders, down. Yeah. yeah, the little yeah. It's the same thing. You same know, thing. Be, once you get past, wow, that looks so, you know, it looks so different. It's the same stupid thing. Same thing, thing just it's, circle instead di- of a line, right. yeah. And you can switch, you know, you there, you know, you have the AB program aud- audition switch underneath mm-hmm. and everything. It's the same stupid thing. So so take me through your radio career that that got you to working with Glenn in Tampa. How did you end up with Glenn, I guess is the short question. Short question is I was working for the radio station that Glenn came to work for. Uh, in Tampa, 970 WFLA. Uh-huh. And uh, the program director, I was working that shift that he was on as a, you know, as a, as a board op producer, gotcha. you know, part of the show. Okay. And uh, when Glenn came, uh, you know, we pretty much hated each other, uh, which is true today, actually. It's come full circle. Huh. And uh, <laughs> there, there may have been a day or two in there when we didn't, when we didn't actually Aww. hate each other, and then it came back. But uh, there was, I would say, and he tells the story all the time. He loves telling the stupid story about when he was in the middle of a bit, and it was in the very beginning, and uh, he was dying. It was just one of the worst bits ever, and I was just looking at him like, you are the worst host ever. And he went to break. He points to me to go to break, and I just looked at him and shook my head like, No. And I finally, you know, he finally's looking at me like, "Gonna freaking break!" He's got that look on his face. I was fine. And I hit the button. He was so mad. We hated each other so much. Oh no! Hated each other wow. so much for a for quite a while. Uh-huh. But it, it all worked out. That's and it really did all work out. I, and I remember actually when it worked out because we were filling in for. Uh, he was going to fill in for at that time. Uh, <laughs> Lionel was doing a show on Premier Radio Networks, uh, ten to one, I think, at night. And, uh, you know, Lino, 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 Lino. And he actually started in Tampa. And, uh, and so we, he was going to, Glenn was going to fill in for him. And I remember being part of that. Uh-oh. And we were in this small studio doing the premiere show. And we actually realized that 
we had a lot in common and really, oh, that's cool. really liked each other. Oh, very cool. Now, but have you ever, when you're doing Chewing the Fat, that, that's your podcast. The Daily Podcast, yes. Daily and podcast. by the time, I don't know when this is uh, actually. Oh, it's never going to air. I'm never going to post. Oh, well, then, I mean, there's Chewing the Fat, and you know, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, and Jeffy Facebook, JFR. Jeff yep. Fisher Radio, Instagram, oh. Jeff Fisher Radio, and you can, uh, I'll have, uh, by by the time someone hears this, the YouTube channel will be up and running, and oh, so you, you, know, nice. you can follow, there'll be uh, there'll be bits uh, bits of stuff on uh, the YouTube channel, so you would be good to go. This is the part of the show where I just take a picture oh. of, of the person I'm interviewing, and uh, smile, you're doing good, there we go, okay, that'll be the thumbnail later, Okay. Have you ever gotten that look from Chris Cruz, who runs the board for you for chewing the fat, um, when you're trying to go to a break and he's just ignoring you? Have you ever had to give him that kind of look or anything like that? Or uh, I mean, versa? yeah, I guess sometimes. Not as bad as me, though. <laughs> Not as bad as I was to Glenn. There's no question about that. That's fun. Uh, you have a brother? Is that I what, do. As far as siblings go? I do. Okay. So how old is he? No. Uh, an older brother or younger brother? He's younger. Younger brother? Yeah, okay. he was born in 1902. Were you, were yeah. you guys close growing up? Or yeah. How about today? Uh, Any family issues you want to discuss uh, here? Oh, yeah. So where does he live? Uh, Good talk. <laughs> now, you did not go... I'll to- give you an example of... Okay. This, this is my brother. Uh, my brother was born in the, at the wrong time Uh-oh. in his life. All right? Because for years, he traveled the country hopping trains. And he should have just been a, you know, he should have been born back in the, back in the days when you could actually do that. Uh-huh. And uh, so I know that he's on, he's on the list of every train company in America. Uh, you know, he's been arrested by all of them, and and uh, he now lives in uh, Colorado. Okay, he oh, lives no. up in the mountains of Colorado. For the longest time, he he traveled around uh, trains doing uh, doing uh, field work. You know, when he needed money, he'd pick blueberries up north, and mm-hmm. he'd come down south and pick oranges. You know, he just did that kind of stuff. I got you. And, uh, you know, I... You're close, obviously. I, you're, I, you're I really talk close. to him once in a while. Once in a while, okay. Yeah, it's been a long time. Okay. It's been a long time. You, uh... <laughs> no, I love good. him. I love him, though. He's my good. brother, right? I, I guess you do. My brother, right? It sounds like it. Okay. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> Wanted to go to college, we're but both, you haven't yet. We're both different people. Are you still planning to? We're both or different people. One day go to college. Go to college. Yeah. yeah, I signed all up for it and everything. So what happened? Just not hey. into it. Uh, yeah. Then I got a job at the record store and said, "Hey, you know, I like working here instead." I mean, because I'm with you. If I have a chance to make money as opposed to spend money, well, that's the thing. The reason that I signed up for it, and I guess the, I guess the time's up on it, right? There's a statute of limitations on it. I what? think. Wait, what happened? But see. Well, my my dad passed away when I was like fourteen. Oh man, right? that so, had to be tough, huh? Uh, we don't need to get into all that, but yes. But at the time when it was time to go to college, I still was able to, you know, I could get some government money, some uh-huh. Social Security checks, still yeah. as long as I went to college. And so I signed up to go to college so that I would continue to get the checks. Am I going to need to edit this out? And then uh, no, that's fine. I'm just saying that you I'm know, fine. I'm, I'm just saying that I decided. Oh man, you know what? I don't want to go. But I can't help but that they're still sending the checks. Wait, wait, for how long do they send the checks? In a while. <laughs> are they still coming? No. No, Has unfortunately, this guy graduated no. Yet? Unfortunately, no. I can no. see the government. I can, wish that were the case. I can see them still doing that to somebody. I wish that were the case, so, that I was still getting the 400 bucks a month from the government. Was there ever a moment? There had to be a moment where you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. This must be the month they stopped sending them. Oh, no. 
I mean, I guess it had to be after a year or so when you still have to document that you're going to school or something. I don't remember. Okay. Now. Okay. You know, so it wasn't very long. <laughs> I mean, it was just look. It's not my. F- look, I was going to go. Right. And then I realized, oh, you know, I got a job, and then one thing leads to another. So I got to go. It's not my fault they continue to send the check. See, see, let me let me tell you a story, okay? And if you ever want to absolve yourself from from guilt, then spend five minutes with Jeffy. Because then you realize, wait a minute, I should I should let it go. When I was a, a teenager and I bought a cordless phone, and it didn't perform quite the way I wanted it to. It didn't go as far. It didn't have a good range or whatever. Okay. So I took it back. But between purchasing it and returning it, I had mailed in for this like $20 rebate. Sure. And that process was already in the works. Yeah, you can't you know? stop that. Right. I mean, and then how, do you, how do you stop that? Right. I don't know. Well, the check comes in the mail weeks after sure. I've returned it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, I really shouldn't cash this check. Oh, please. Because shouldn't I, have been a thought about because it. Because I, I gave him the phone back. You know, I returned it. And now this rebate really. The I rebate can't. was for purchasing it. You purchased it. <laughs> well, see, that's why I say you spend five minutes with Jeffy. <laughs> And then you don't feel so bad about your past sins. Okay, you're married to Amber. Uh, Amber's awesome. She yeah, is no uh, so spunky. No question. And she's like the perfect match for you. you well, she knows her role. I'll tell you she, that right now. There, there we go. She knows I was waiting for that because it's so not how you portray it. Oh, that's so She's not. in charge and you know it. <laughs> You know it. The world knows that. It's okay. Yeah, okay. It's okay. She lets me play my little silly game. And she's it's a okay. great, great she lets, cook, too, She lets me way. play my silly game. And, and she play, you, know, the, you keep playing your little game, yeah. yeah. But she is, uh, joking aside, she is a great, great cook. cook. Is she's there anything doing... that she makes that, that you're like, you know, ah, this isn't up to your standards, Amber? You want to you go ahead and tell us all right now? So There's she can nothing that she makes. That <laughs> she knows. She yeah. knows what I know, what I like and what I don't like. Mm-hmm. At 800 pounds, trust me, she knows. She doesn't want you losing weight, right? Well, that's not necessarily that's true. Not but it, okay. what's just, you know, she doesn't necessarily like thinness in me. Well, you know, there's been there's plenty of pictures out there of me thin. Sure. That she does not and like. And it seems like again, all joking aside, it seems like when you have cuz you've had some serious health issues that the audience is probably ah. familiar with with the heart ah. event and and the later, yeah, a little, little, little gallbladder issue, gallbladder hey, issue. Look, but but they. they well, I've had I had my I had I've had a knee replacement. They got yeah. rid of one body part. I figure, what the hell? Let's go for two. Take the gallbladder <laughs> Take too. The gallbladder. But they they almost work as diets for you, right? Because you end up losing weight while you're ill. That's correct. And then <laughs> and then poor Amber's like, not only do I have to That's deal correct. with your health issues, but now you're thin. Now you're thinner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you, thin is a stretch. Okay. Thin is thin a stretch. Yeah, thin is a stretch. Got it. Three kids. Uh, Elvis being the oldest. How old is he now? Because he's, he's well into his... Really? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Time flies, man. I know. Good grief. I know. I was just looking at some, some pictures of when he was... Because now we're getting into... Uh, uh, you know, in this time of... Is when uh, college... Players are committing to universities and stuff, and going through. I remember, I remember the whole process of colleges recruiting him around the country. You know, it was so much fun. It was so fun. And are you so happy that he times. ended up with Missouri? Yeah, I mean, I guess that had to be right. Yeah. I mean, he was already he was already he really wanted to go to Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Urban Meyer met with us a couple times, and then he didn't he didn't recruit him. I was really pissed. Mm. And then we went up there for one one camp for the University of Florida, and Elvis looked 
great. And I thought for sure that he was going to get an offer, and they didn't give it to him. I mean, even the like the school magazines and stuff were talking to me and talking to him, and they were like, I can't believe they're not giving him an offer. He was really, I was really bummed that he didn't go to Florida. So then he decided that he was going to go. He said, you know what, I'm just going to go to USF. I was announcing for USF at the time. Uh, doing color broadcast for USF oh, radio broadcast. Cool. And, you know, yeah, it would have been fine. So he decides that he's going to go to uh, USF. And they had been recruiting him since about ninth grade. Wow. Uh, what's his face? Uh, Jim Levitt uh-huh. at the time was head coach. of, And they'd been recruiting him for forever, saying, this is your hometown boy. Stick with USF. Let's go. Stay home. And so about a week before... Uh, one of the players that had said they were going to go to USF from Elvis's school had decided, you know what, I'm not going to go to USF, I'm going to go to West Virginia. And Jim Levitt was pissed. Mm. And so when Elvis called and said, hey, coach, I want to you know, make a decision, I want to come to USF, he goes, you know, I'm not ready to accept your oh. – I'm not ready to accept it now. So He was holding it against him? Yes. Fr- so Elvis hangs up the phone, and he goes, i got to go for a drive. And so he leaves. And three USF coaches called the house saying – Coach Levitt doesn't know what he's doing. Don't worry about it. He's fine. He'll have a he'll get a he'll get a scholarship here. Levitt's just mad, mad at uh, the other kid. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. And I'm like, you missed it, bro. Oh, you missed it. Your time. I mean, good luck. Good luck. That's what I told him. I said, good luck. And so when Elvis was out for his drive, then his oh, being no. pissed off at USF, the coach, the recruiting coach from the University of Missouri, huh. who had met with us a couple times already. Happened to call Elvis. Well, in good the car timing, huh? And said, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> and so we're going to the University of Missouri. How great is that? Yeah. And he played uh, left tackle. He was uh, I, awesome. Without the, prior to the the one knee injury, he would have been yeah. definitely drafted in the first, probably second or third round. Yeah, uh, he was great. And then uh, had the injury, got the extra year. Anyway, it's a long. You know, he did get to go to the NFL anyway. Played in the a NFL year, for the Patriots for a year, mm-hmm. and uh, then he wussed out. And uh, I wish I could talk to him now, but I can't because he's a wuss. Okay, very good. Your <laughs> other, your other son Max, uh, Eagle Scout recently. Eagle Scout recently That's doing awesome. great. He's just getting ready to turn eighteen. Eighteen. I won't know how old he is uh, after this. Um, <laughs> incredible. I was just thinking about the time when he was born. Uh, I was working with Glenn in Tampa. Glenn and Stu and I were doing the show in Tampa 18 years ago, and uh, I came to work that day. He was born early in the morning. What am I supposed to do? Stay in the hospital all day? Right, what, what, They're fine. What else do There's you need doctors, me for? There's doctors. There's nurses. The wife is taking care of the kid. I'm fine. I'm out. I, right. I got work like, to do. What, what else do you need me to do? I mean, I took care of all I'm my out. obligations I'll be back later. nine months ago. I'll be back later. So <laughs> I'll I go. Be back later. I'll be back later. So I go to work, and I remember coming around the corner, and Glenn's like, "What are you doing here?" I was like. <laughs> Work. We got a show to do. We're putting on a national show. Let's go. And so I just remember the bit of uh, we then we then for the day. And I, you know, there's audio somewhere out there of Stu being Amber waiting on the street corner for me to come and pick her up because I because is... I just left her at the hospital. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Tell me about Maya, your sweet little I mean, girl. Maya, Maya's the only one that I was. Uh, I actually technically kind of took the day off when she was born. That was 12 years ago, right? She's going to be 13 pretty soon. Uh, I, w- I was forced to supposedly take the day off, but she was born on June 1st, which is the first day of hurricane season, which is a big deal in Florida. Exactly. Right? Yep. So I actually, she was born early too, and I was so close, man, so close to going in. And instead I just did a, you know, I called in and, and we did a big hurricane 
portion of the show and talked about her being born and everything. But so technically, I didn't go <laughs> okay. in. All right, because I, I worked uh, the first day that uh, Elvis was born too. He was born, and he was born uh, in the morning. And I was uh, I was running. Uh, I was working for Win Dixie at the time, grocery store chain. Then when he was born, and uh, I had a store to run. Yeah. And it was like he was born, and I'm like everything. You know, all right, we're I'm out. <laughs> wow, I'm out. That's awesome. So when you have downtime, we know that you enjoy watching TV shows. And, I do. And, and in all honesty, if I have a question about a show, I'm not being smart here. I'm, if, I, if I'm like, hey, I wonder if that's any good. Well, let me ask Jeffy. <laughs> 99% of the time, he's like, oh, no, I don't know. It's just blah, 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 blah. Or, oh, that's a big boy show. I don't know if you can handle I, well, it. I, said, I started with the big boy show because of, uh, of Pat and Glenn. And uh, just they were, when uh, working with them, uh, it got me to, you know, they're like my kids <laughs> with shows, you know, because they, they, you know, they can't have the swearing and they can't have this and there's too much of this and too, not, okay. So I started, you know, that's, that's my review of, of big, big guy shows. Big guy shows. Uh, it can't, guy. Uh, you know, big you, guy show. you can watch it, but it's a big guy show. So there's going to, there's going to be some big guy stuff. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, think about that, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do besides uh, watch every TV show ever produced? Well, I do not watch every TV show, okay. but I do try to keep up with you know quite a few. And I, look, the the content is incredible these days. There's so much good stuff out there, and you know you just get locked in. You know, like this weekend, sure I could have worked on other stuff, sure. I could have worked on this stuff, but I'll date the recording of this podcast because uh, <laughs> Amazon just released Hunters. Uh, with uh, Al Pacino, okay, and they are uh, hunting uh, Nazis. Yeah, you know? yeah, that looks pretty decent. And uh, so, you know, why not just binge that for the weekend? How was it? Uh, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. I enjoyed it. It's a big guy show. I enjoyed it. It is a big guy show. It is a big guy show. I mean, it, but uh, um, I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Al Pacino. It made me really like him again, all over again. Oh, wow. I mean, he's so such an incredible actor. I mean, I just I just love him, and uh, I always have. And uh, I got you know I was making fun of him just last week because his girlfriend you know dropped him because he was an elderly man now and he's old. <laughs> but he's so I mean the guy is incredible in this show, and he's and he's just this and this guy's almost eighty. He's just incredible in this show. But the show itself is eh. okay. I mean, it's, I I, enjoy, I did enjoy it. Had potential. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Okay. So I know you're the world's biggest, no pun intended, uh, Walking Dead fan. It's so much so that you have another podcast called Talking Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. It's back on to the second, second uh, half of season 10. Don't date this podcast. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Sorry. Talking yes, Walking every, Dead. Every week it's on. When the, show, when the show is on, the podcast is on. Much better. Thank you. Uh, give me your favorite TV show right now if you couldn't pick Walking Dead. Ooh. What's Jeffy's number one show right now to stream? Number one show right now to stream. There's a lot of really well, give me a few, questionable new shows that I've been trying to work through. Uh, Deputy on Fox, eh, uh, 911 Lone Star, 911. These are some of the shows that I'm forced to watch with my wife <laughs> that are on. Um, so I'm kind of, and you can listen to Chewing the Fat, and we update uh, those shows as they go. Some of the, you know, I really, you know, what I'm fascinated with, and I and I, I just love are the the troubled detective shows, and there's the, and I'm I, whenever I find them, I'm watching them, and there's plenty like coming from Europe. Uh, Netflix has uh, you know European 
deputy shows, you know, detective shows okay. that uh, are the troubled detective, you know, that drinks and smokes and has <laughs> has family problems, but he's solving these big cases and he can't. He's so focused on the case, the rest of his life is a shambles. I mean, I just I can't get enough of those. I cannot get enough of them, and there's so many, uh, so many good ones uh, that just you know. And, I don't. If I have to uh, have closed caption because it's in a different language, I don't care. You don't care. I'll figure it out. Well, I mean, I just I just love the detective shows. I get distracted and by those closed ca- by the uh, you know the translation. After a while, thing. you get a good idea of what they're saying. Mm. I mean, so you're just kind of like, okay. Are you learning languages through Netflix uh, detective shows? I would I would say no because <laughs> I could I don't know that I could actually talk to them in their language, but you know, kind of like half half. Uh-huh. I kind of understand what they're doing, where they're at. I could go to the country. And, you know, have a beer mm-hmm. and sit down cool. and, and talk and say, I, I can't speak your language, but talk to me. <laughs> That's, I'll pick <laughs> up something here. Uh, do you have any pets right now? No. Any pets? Okay. No. We, and for a long time when Elvis was on the road, uh, we kept his dog. That was his dog. Yeah. Okay. And uh, King. Uh, we just fell in love with that dog. He still has it. I mean, King is starting to get really old now. And it's sad. Oh, I hate that, man. It's really sad. And it's, it's going to be a Sad, is, sad day. That when is the that number one goes. argument. And I give for... people such a hard time over being sad about their animals and stuff. But when that dog, when that dog goes, man, it's going to be a sad day. I would like to point out that now that you mentioned this, that reminds me when you go, I give people a hard time about their pets dying. I remember one morning I was running late. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my seventeen and a half year old cat Gertrude, the one that fetches and all this stuff. Sorry, man, she died. I'm running late. Just to give you a heads up. Don't worry about me. Blah, blah, what? Blah. Hold on. Hold on. No response. I'm like, well, maybe the text didn't. You know what? No, I think he's just a jerk. So I'm going to just carry on with my day and hope that he doesn't call and ask me, where are you? So <laughs> just want to. I'm supposed to respond. Yeah, I just want to point that out. I'm supposed to respond. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Take your time or whatever. I don't know. But that, that was just that I I'd forgotten all about that until right now. You go, I give people a hard time when their I pets do, die. And I was just like, wait a minute, yeah. So, do you have any fun talents or anything like that uh, that that we don't know about? I mean, you do. You wrote in, in the email response when I asked that question. You wrote, no talent. <laughs> wow, that's uh, that's in depth. What, what, <laughs> Anything? What do you want? What do you want? Can you me? dance? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Nah, Wait, I, there is footage somewhere out there of you dancing. I Not used bad. to uh, with uh, prior to bad knees. Uh, I mean, I always had bad knees, but prior to knees that really hurt all the time. Uh, pretty good dancer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I taught myself how to juggle. Oh. Uh, I taught myself one summer working at the record store when there was nobody there. At the in those days, you bought uh, there. We sold. Uh, uh, dishwasher fluid it's called d3 fluid that helps clean your records your albums and you, i'm sure it's still available if you have albums and want to clean them you have to have something to keep them clean uh, and i used to use the small bottles of that dishwasher fluid all summer long in the store I taught myself how to oh, juggle nice. with those oh that's cool and uh I mean, what if that, you dropped it would it just go splat no it's just a hard plastic bottle okay. not, and if it did so what it's not my store clean it up jeff fisher ladies and gentlemen <laughs> 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 what is something my product I, know, I right. care there we go uh, I love this another question I asked in the email was uh, what is something people don't know about you my age anything else you want to no, I mean that's just a it's a it's a thing that started because uh, you know it 
ticked Glenn off, not knowing my age. And in fact, it's been, I mean, he's. That's so, when, yes, when you have something and, to bug and him he with. Actually, he actually has taken my children off to the side at events and asked them, seriously, to tell them, you know, seriously, how old is your dad? Is he slipping them 20s, you know? And uh, I don't care what he's slipping them. My kids answer that question. They are gone. Get out. They are gone. (laughs) They will find a new house to live in. And and, and they know it. And they know it. So they've never never given in. (laughs) No. No, in fact, it's like, he just asked me. Dad, Glenn just asked me if how old you are. That is so funny. It's just it's just a stupid ongoing thing that I'm not letting go of now. Right? I'm not letting go of now. In fact, there's only you know there's a there's a few people that obviously no, it's not that big. I will tell you this: it's a it's a it's a big deal because it's just stupid. It's just funny, right? It's just just fun to do and, and drag on. I know Natasha knows because she's had to book travel for you before. <laughs> I swore and, her and, to And I wanted you to know secrecy, as man. recently as your last birthday, she still won't tell anybody. I love her for that. So FYI, I love her for that. your secret's still safe over there. Uh, what is something you might want to accomplish in your lifetime? Any big goals, anything that you want to do? Uh, no? You're yeah. just like, yeah, I'm happy. I'm, I'm perfect, so uh, nothing... I'm good. What are you going to do with life? What's, what's going to... Uh, okay, I love this question. I guess you're supposed to have a bucket list of yep, things yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. do. That's what I was going to get to. This is my last question. Yeah. Because I asked you in the email. I said, um, do you have a bucket list? Jeffy's response now, <laughs> yes. Dang, I mean, really? That's, that's helpful. I thought, I, thought, I, thought, I thought the question was, do you have a shopping list? <laughs> and I didn't... Uh, it's a bucket list was the question, I guess. I'm sorry. I didn't know <laughs> Anything that. you want? I don't know. Yeah. I don't... I mean, you want to travel there. anywhere? Ah, who cares? You want to... You can see the world right in front. I can, I, can stay, I can stay in my room in a comfortable chair and see the world. I agree. I got a 70-inch screen, see the world. Yeah, yeah. And that looks beautiful. And my dad, my stepdad... Who I, I love, he, his famous line was, I, Dad, I traveled all over the world. There's no place better than the United States. You don't need to go anywhere else until you see the entire United States. Shut up. Thank you. And I, That's good. He believed it, and I believe it. There's, no, I mean, I, I, there's a few places here in the States that I'd, I'd like to go that I haven't been. And, you know, I'd like to take the family you know, and see some places. But, the, you know, it's here in the States. I don't travel. Anywhere. What's your favorite part of the country? Oh, Florida. Really? Yeah, oh, Florida. We had, I mean, I love Florida. Is it the beaches? It's just, you know, it's just. You're a big fan of humidity? Is that what it is? That's what it is, the humidity. I am. I don't sweat enough. <laughs> I don't sweat enough. And Florida's really, you know, it's important that, uh, you know, you walk outside the house and you sweat. Right. Uh, you know, and you walk from the car, air conditioned to an air conditioned building, and in between, you sweat. You sweat. Um, Are I we just, talking about Florida or Houston? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Dallas, living here in the Metroplex, is a lot like. Tampa Bay without the water. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I, I just miss the water. I like seeing the water. But we, when we lived in the Northeast uh, for a while, when we were doing the show out of out of New York, out of Manhattan, um, Pennsylvania was nice. Pennsylvania was fine. I didn't mind living there. Which I, you know, I can't say that out loud because my wife will say, "I knew it. I knew you liked it. We got to move back there in Pennsylvania. I knew it." <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, but you guys homeschool. Yeah. In Pennsylvania. It, it, so the reason I know this, this all just kind of clicked when you said that. When we it was were moving, a deal. Well, when we were moving up there, I wanted to live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I found a place in New Jersey instead. I thought, oh, gosh, 
I'm going to be New living Jersey. Georgia boy living in New Jersey. Right? Are you kidding me? And it turned out their homeschool laws in New Jersey were much more lax yeah. than Pennsylvania. So when you guys were up there in Manhattan, you were living in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Were you homeschooling at yeah. the time? When we when we first moved there, uh, Max went to school. Went to the, an actual school. It was right by where we were living. I mean, it was just like next door was the school. Uh-huh. And uh, he was going there. And I don't forget what happened, but it was like, we're not doing this. The oversight there for the We're not doing this. And Right. Brutal. So we, we ended up homeschooling, and you had to go to – we had to – go to their main building and they gave us a computer system and a printer and a whole thing that we had for their homeschooling plan and so then when they you had to do the live stream and the live chats with teachers that they had said okay the good thing about that was that at least we were there seeing what was happening uh-huh. it wasn't in a school away from us okay all right so it was strange but it was better than having him go to school, every, go into a building away from us every day. Gotcha. Okay. Um, you know, so we were able to see what was coming in, and that was it. Was and then you know, of course, moving, you got to load it all up, and you know, there's no shipping back. You got to take it to the school system. <laughs> I mean, I could have. I, I mean, it's just you're right. It's very frustrating. Pennsylvania was very frustrating, but it can be done. Uh-huh. It can be done. One thing that's nice about uh, uh, Texas, I do what the hell I want. Whatever. Yep. It's like, you know what? I do what the hell I They're want. My kids. They're my kids. I'm going to educate They're them how I see They're my freaking fit. kids. And I promise you, at the end of the day, my kids are going to have a lot more knowledge from learning from me and Carrie as opposed to... Yeah, I can't to, promise you that for my kids, but I can just tell you they're my kids. I can just tell you I can do what I want with them. They're my freaking kids. I should have just left it there. All right. Anything else you want to add here? Maybe we didn't cover. No, I like this. What, what's the name of this thing again? At the at the mic. At the mic. Yeah, at the mic. That's right. And so, in your stuff, you're obviously every Wednesday and Friday morning. You're on Pat Gray Unleashed, which is a part of the Blaze Love it. Radio and TV network. Work with you and Pat. You Love do it. chewing the fat, which is available Monday through Friday. Sometimes Saturday. I mean, I do a Saturday oh, wow. podcast as well with and, an interview. Yeah. And what time does it drop in the afternoon? Typically? Three p.m. Central, four p.m. Eastern for chewing the fat. Or just you know, subscribe on the uh, platform of your choice. And, and it doesn't not drop SoundCloud until tomorrow in Europe. Correct. Think, think that one through. You do talking Walking Dead every Monday when the show is on. When the show is on, when okay. when Dead is up, we do that separately. Yep, no problem. You're, I mean, you're everywhere. Oh, what am I? What, what I, am I forgetting? Anything what I'm doing. else? I wish you'd remember the bank. Because uh, the, the only bank. place I'm not at is a bank. That's my bucket list. Yeah, that's and, my bucket list to have an account, a bank account that actually has some money in it. That's my. Wish. And, and so don't forget Twitter at Jeffy JFR. Have I covered everything? We're good. Anything you want to know? I'll, I'm an open book for you, Keith. I'm an I think open we covered book quite for a bit you. here. Am I forgetting something? Are you are you are you leading me to something? No, no, not at all. Go. I was just trying. I was trying to actually remember as I was going through listing all these stupid jobs I've had before. Trying to remember if there was a job in there that I, that I can't remember, hmm. that I held because there were a number of things that I did. Now those aren't considered jobs. Though, those are called scams. And well, are, the police department frowns upon you calling them jobs. <laughs> All right, Jeff Fisher, everybody, <laughs> Jeffy from the Blaze. Thanks so much for making time. I appreciate. I it. I love it absolutely. This has been at the mic with Keith, an independent podcast production. Look for at the Mike Show on Twitter to connect. <laughs>